Welcome to the Eskenazi Health Here For You podcast, where we go beyond the doctor's office and take a closer look at the programs that Eskenazi Health has to offer our patients and the communities we serve. Today, we are going to be talking about one of the crown jewel gems of the entire Eskenazi Health System. Uh, Shauna Thomas is joining us today. She's a registered nurse and clinical manager of the Richard M. Fairbanks Burn Center at Eskenazi Health. Uh, we'll, we'll go into more details as we go along, but this is... This is where our money's made. This is this is big time stuff that we have this here in Indianapolis. Uh, the Richard M. Fairbanks Burn Center, Eskenazi Health, is uh, the longest running adult verified burn center in Indiana, and has several programs available to help burn patients uh, and support programs for families and burn prevention programs. So, Shauna, we'll dive into everything, but let's talk about you first. Uh, so, a little history, your background here, how long you've been with Eskenazi, uh, more details about your role as opposed to just registered nurse, clinical manager. So go ahead and tell us about yourself. All right, I will do that. Thank you so much for having us. And thank you um, tremendously from all of my teams um, for recognizing us and letting us have this opportunity to be on this show. So I am Shauna Thomas, and I am a registered nurse. I have a very long history with the Wishard Eskenazi. I started in 1996 um, on the ambulance service when it was Wishard Ambulance Service and worked um, EMS for several years while I attended nursing school. Upon graduation, I um, was able to get a job in the emergency department where I worked for 12 years um, and did bedside nursing and then went into leadership under Tracy Martin in the emergency department, which was pretty amazing. Um, left for a little while, did some adventuring and seeing what else is out there and returned back to Eskenazi. <laughs> um, as everybody does, they everybody returns. There's no place like this place. Um, so... Last year, I returned and never saw myself as a burn nurse, um, but did take a position at the burn center and um, have absolutely loved it. Came back as a clinical manager, and I'm recently transitioning into the nursing director role. So actually, this is a question that I wanted to ask. Um, You said you never thought of yourself as a burn nurse. Is it... How do you become a burn nurse? Is there additional training or can you just be like, hey, I want to go work in the burn department? Like, how does that work? Sure, that's a great question. So burn nurses are specialty trained. Um, So the American Burn Association has classes that they provide that are specific for burn nurses. Um, We do, we are critical care nurses. That is something that is our background. Um, And the critical care portion of that is the same as all critical care nurses, which is also a specialty. But we specialize in our wounds. Um, And so dressing changes and wound care and what occurs pathophysiologically with those wounds, um, our burn nurses are trained in in that. Um, And so upon Upon me coming um, to the burn unit, I ended up taking more classes, which is perfect. I love that. Um, And attending a lot of things to become highly trained in in what we do. And I'm only one year in, right? So my (laughs) team is way smarter than I am, but um, I'm definitely enjoying being a burn nurse. I I like that you said that because I'm the type of person always that if I look around and think that I'm the smartest person in the room, then I'm in the wrong room. That's kind of my philosophy. (laughs) I do not like thinking that I'm the smartest one in a room. So yeah, so that's fantastic. So uh, so what sort of services do we offer here at the Richard M. Fairbanks Burn Center at Eskenazi Health? It It's more than just a burn treatment. It's so much more than that. So please tell us a bit more about just how in-depth and thorough we, we are here. Sure. So we, um, I literally was just um, at a dinner last night and was talking about how spoiled 
We are. Um, we recently returned from the American Burn Association convention out in Las Vegas, where we were with many other facilities who are burn centers. Um, and you listen to them talk and you hear what we have. And, and boy, do we have a really robust burn center. So I'm super proud of what we have. So we are a 15 bed inpatient unit. We are an acuity adaptable unit, meaning that our patients are admitted, whether they're transferred in or admitted from the emergency department, they come to us despite no matter what their injury is. So it can be really small, like a five or 10% burn, or it can be really large, you know, and take up a whole lot of their body surface area. Either way, they still come to us. Yeah. When you talk about five or 10%, you're talking body surface area. Total body surface area. Yep. So if you kind of take the palm of your hand and you put it over your wound or your injury, equal that to approximately 1%. So keep doing that around. So that's kind of how people can get an idea of how much burn they have, if how burnt they are. So we keep we take care of all of our burns. They stay with us. They do not go to other units in the hospital. Um, so that I'm proud of. That's something that's very unique for us. We also have our own dedicated ORs. Um, so when they do need to all, most burn patients will end up in the operating room at least one time. Um, and so they do not go to main OR or anything like that. They go to our ORs on our unit on the fourth floor with our surgeons, which is pretty special. Also, we have our outpatient. So our continuum of care is pretty seamless, which is nice. Um, So our burn clinic is located on our burn center on the fourth floor with our burn nurse practitioners who are specialized in wound care and burns, um, and they stay with them. The other thing that makes us special is we have dedicated physical therapists and occupational therapists on our unit. Um, So while... um, Therapy is super important, and it's across the whole hospital. Ours are dedicated to just burn, which is special. Um, And our therapists start with our burn patients on day of admission. And that is important because um, we are highly, highly focused on the goal of um, making sure that they do not lose functionality, um, knowing that they probably will lose some, but we want to regain it as much as possible and ensure that we can make sure that they have a good quality of life when this is all said and done for them. So... What are some of those things that we offer? Because as we talked about, it's more than just treating the burn. I mean, and then and then the the physical therapy, and we also have support groups that go into it. Can you walk us through? I don't want to say worst case scenario, but walk us through a, like a treatment a pathway that that a, a patient might go on. Um, maybe someone who wants to look here uh, for continuing treatment, maybe for their initial burn, but they want to, are looking for someplace for the continuing treatment that goes on with that. Absolutely. So kind of walking through a patient, um, unfortunately gets injured from a burn. Um, They will come to us, we will uh, care for them acutely, um, and make sure that we are taking care of the wounds, right? Um, And all of the physiological things that could be happening, fluid balance and all of that kind of stuff that we do for them. Um, The therapy part, in addition to that, all of that is occurring right there in inpatient. Um, At time of admission, we, we start immediately with that. Also, when the patient is ready, or even the family is ready, which is approached pretty soon in for the family, um, and then depending on level of acuity for the patient, we have peer support, we have SOAR. SOAR is, um, it's a support group for recovering, um, and they're not victims, but survivors. And so that's the new word that we like to call the survivors now. Um, and so um, Marty is our social worker. She does a really good job, but she's also highly engaged with the Phoenix Society who provides extra support for um, our patients and our families. And so they, we have luncheons, we have 
peer groups. We have support groups. We do inpatient. The, our support, peer supporters will come into the hospital, into their patient room, and sit down and talk with them while they're still laying in their hospital bed. Um, they We start that as soon as possible with them. Um, so that is a lot of support that's coming from both the for the patient and for the family. So either way, we can have two different sets coming in and, and meeting them because they have two different things going on, right? One's caring for them and one's dealing with. Um, so we have tons of support from that aspect. Then um, the other thing that's really super neat and robust for us that we do um, is back. It's back to our therapies, but it's back to getting to that functionality and quality of life. So we have some really um, neat deep things that our physical therapists and occupational therapists can do to make sure that they're getting back their functionality and getting back to being able to use their hands again or walk again or things of that nature, dexterity, and you know, making sure they can pinch their fingers together. The other thing that we have started um, and it is really taking off and is doing super good is our laser program. And so um, Dr. Hernevich is our dermatologist who is um, specializing in and getting our laser program really up and going. And so what this is, is this is making sure that it's it's scar remodification, if you will. And so it's, it's taking and um, making the appearance of the scar better, but it's also making sure that it's decreasing the symptoms, which is the itching and the tightness and the things of that nature. So we try to, I think that everyone has done a great job of whole picture. What all do these patients need and their and their families? What does everybody need um, to get back to as best as possible, get back to where you were before your injury? Um, and so those are some of the programs that we have. Yeah, I think that's just a fantastic thing about the, not just the Richard M. Fairbanks Burn Center, but all of Eskenazi Health of treatment is more than just come in and do the doctor stuff. I mean, especially with burns, and I don't think people really realize the therapy that goes into it, what, you know, they, I think that sometimes they think they're just superficial injuries, but it's not. And then, you know, kind of the, the mental health aspect of just, I mean, these are life changing, you know, incidents that, that can happen to people. And I just think that it's uh, fantastic that, um, that we do that here. Uh, recently we, uh, the burn department was re-verified, uh, by the American Burn Association. What goes into that process and what does that re-verification mean as far as what people know they will be getting when they walk through the doors here? Absolutely. So super proud to say, and you had mentioned at the beginning about us being a long-standing adult verified burn center. So we are the only adult verified burn center in the state of Indiana, which is really, really awesome for our team and for Eskenazi Health. Um, so there are about 120 hospitals across the country who can provide burn care. And there are only 64 that are actually verified by the American Burn Association. And so what that means is the American Burn Association says, okay, these are the things that we need to see in place when we come and review the care that you deliver. We want to see these marks um, so that we know that you're providing the most optimal care for our burn patients. Um, and so we have met that, and we've met that for many, many, many years. And again, we're the only one that's verified in the state, which is really amazing. Um, and, and what it means for us is that we are um, continuously providing very great care. Exemplary care is what I like to say. It is really exemplary. We are setting the standard. We set the standard on a lot of things. Um, we have two 
amazing surgeons, both very highly trained in plastics and critical care that provide amazing outcomes. We have Dr. Hernevich, who's doing our laser program. Um, We have therapy that has outstanding outcomes. Um, And so really what they're looking at is our outcomes. And they, they review of our patients for the past one or two years that they look at and they say, what were your outcomes? How did your patients fare? And um, by far, overall, they fare very, very well. We have, we're very proud to say we have great outcomes. And so that's what it means is that um, in addition to the care that we provide, we also meet all of those SOAR and peer programs and um, those kinds of things. Our community outreach, we are in the community all the time and doing a lot of work out there providing education, working with our local fire and EMS. All of those things go into play to becoming a verified burn center, and we've hit the mark on that every time. And, and I think also uh, it, it, a, a verification and a re-verification, one, it doesn't mean it lapsed because it's an ongoing thing. It's not something that sits for like five or ten years. This is every two years you've got to put your money where your mouth is. So that's it's important to know that this is constantly being checked. Uh, so you have to constantly be doing solid work and documenting it to be able to hold on to these verifications. So it's, it's really uh, important and special that this is right here in Indianapolis. Uh, I think people don't realize the great things that we have here in Indianapolis than uh, you actually see them. Uh, so uh, summertime is here. Fireworks, bonfires, grills, all of that. I hate to say that we are probably in your busy time right now, which is never, which is never fun. So, uh, um, I let's talk about summer, and I also want to talk about winter too. But let's talk about summer for right now. Tips: What 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 do we see in this time of year for maybe parents uh, who are listening to this? Things that we can. Uh, keep an eye out for, this seems to be the time that people just like to get hurt right now. So what, how how does, what what happens in the summertime in the burn department? What are the things you see the most? So I would say that we know that one of the things that we see most often um, as it starts to warm up um, and then summertime hits and then fall and as this cooler nights come in, Everybody loves their bonfires, right? And bonfires can be great. However, they are extremely dangerous. Um, And so I think that we've talked about this a lot in providing our education around bonfires. We all want to sit down and have a a couple drinks around the bonfire. So I would say you need to be really cognizant of how many you're having. You don't tend to realize sometimes, and some of our injuries that we've seen are just tipping over in your chair, you know. Um, And when your chair lands into open flame, you have landed into flame. And so that is the flame burn. It's one of the burns that we see. Um, And very quickly, you can end up with some deep burns um, that are go deep beyond the surface of your skin. Um, and they cause some serious injuries. Um, so I have always said and will say, and I know it's not possible with a lot of the way the bonfire pits are built, but those screens over those fires are really a big help. But I mean, just paying attention to your children running around and having a good time, they trip um, and they, they fall into the fire. Um, you lose your balance, 
Um, when you stand up and it's dark and you tripped over a rock or you didn't see something and you fall into the fire, it's amazing. And I don't think people realize how quickly you can become very quick, severely injured mm -hmm. by falling in. And you fall in and you're, it hits your head and you're like, okay, I need to get out. But then now you've put your hands in to get yourself up. So now you've burned. I mean, like it just is a snowball effect that happens so fast that before you can even blink your eyes, you're laying in our unit and we're taking care of you. And you're like, what in the heck just happened to me? Um, so making some really good decisions, being very cognizant and aware of your surroundings and what everybody else is doing around you at a bonfire. Those, that is something we see a lot. So I had a, uh, an uncle who was camping and this is back in the sixties when he was a kid. So before flame retardant, anything, and before you had fire pits and they had some just smoldering coals and he was sleeping in his sleeping bag and rolled just because you roll over in your sleep and he rolled right into the fire. And then because of the old 60s sleeping bag, it melted onto him, which just compounds it. And he's, he's fine. I mean, everything was, but it just like that. And you don't even really realize it. And then you're in trouble and things happen real quickly when it comes to burns. Um, wintertime comes around and I think, uh, a lot of people don't realize that frostbite is a burn, and that's that's another driver that we see here. A lot of people coming in uh, uh, with frostbite injuries. How explain a, a frostbite burn? Is that how is that different from a fire burn? I guess I is there is there a difference, or is a burn a burn a burn in that situation? It's still an injury to the skin. Yeah, it's still an injury to the tissue. There are several kinds of burns, if you will, or injuries. So you have your flame burns, which are your your fires. You have electrical, you have chemical, um, and then frostbite is going to go under that thermal burn. Um, but it's still an injury. Um, it still can be superficial all the way down to deep, um, and it still has the same um, effect. You know, we would debride it um, just like we would a regular flame burn um, and try to do the best we can. And then sometimes, um, unfortunately, with frostbites, it's on your digits a lot of times, right? It's on your toes or on your fingers, and those are even harder to, to get healed. Um, and so amputation may have to come with that. We do a lot with the homeless shelters and out in the community at the beginning, like towards October, November, as we lead up into winter to try and provide those thick socks and as many gloves and socks and coats and things like that that we can. Um, but unfortunately, those things are just something that occurs with our population. And I think also uh, this stuff happens fast. I mean, it, it, it comes on whether it be frostbite or a, a fire burn. And, and once you're in it, you're in it and there's no stopping it. You know, you can't back your way out of something like this. So yeah, making sure that you you protect yourself, you, you, you take good care of yourself. Uh, please leave fireworks up to the professionals. I mean, it's just, I, I, it's, we, everything's fun. It's like, it's all fun and games till someone fries their hand off, you know, but right. uh, we were talking about fireworks just um, not too long ago, because we're going to be coming mm -hmm. up onto that. And, and of course, we see firework injuries every summer, every July. Um, and I don't think a lot of people realize, and it was a, a, an opportunity for me to learn as well. But sparklers who we put in a three year old's hand and say, here, have fun, throw it around. Those can get up to 1800 to 3000 degrees Fahrenheit, and they are hot and they do cause injury. It looks fun. Um, but you just have to be very careful. 
Those are the craziest things, how dangerous those things are. And, and I grew up at a time where you didn't think about that. And I remember holding them and how the sparks were, that, yes. That, and they're like, here, have a sparkler. And everyone's holding them together. And then the whole big thing was, uh, make sure that you put it in the bucket so it doesn't set the lawn on fire as your three-year-old your has learning. blisters all over their hand and all this. Right. Just make sure the lawn does it good. Thanks, Mom. I appreciate you. You're so wonderful. But um, is there anything we haven't touched on in this conversation that you'd like to make sure gets included about the uh, Richard M. Fairbanks Burn Center? I think probably the only thing I maybe did not mention that I think is worth mentioning is we have a pretty amazing spa. Oh, uh, yes, that's right. Yes. Um, and so that is unique for us. Mm-hmm. Not everybody has a spa. Um, and it we have estheticians and massage therapists who are highly trained in caring for our burn patients um, and providing our estheticians provide facials. They do makeup um, to help cover scars and um, or or at least accentuate their features that they do have. They do such a great job with that. And our massage therapists are trained in um, releasing some of that tension um, and some of that itching and things like that, that happen with the um, contractures that can occur with the scarring. Um, And so they do a great job. They um, are in our clinic, they're seeing our patients. um, And that's something right there on our fourth floor that anybody is welcome to come. They do massage therapy and facials and all of that for everybody. And it's a full on dermatology office as well. Yeah. Dermatology with cosmetics and the whole, whole thing is in there. It's really a neat place that I don't think a lot of people realize we have here. And then, um, uh, also we, uh, you know, in an emergency situation, you don't necessarily get a choice. You're, you're, you're coming here, but, uh, for someone who maybe wants to transfer their care to Eskenazi, what's the process of them seeking care for their burns here. Sure. So we work, um, we are, our, our outreach coordinator, Dennis is amazing. And he works, um, with all of our outlying facilities and the smaller hospitals, um, around us. And so we provide a lot of education. And if you do have a patient present to your emergency department, please don't hesitate to give us a call. Um, and if it's not, you know, they, they do a very good job of calling us. If somebody, if someone's provider at an outside facility has not offered to transfer them here and it's something that they're like, Oh, I want to go do that. Um, that's a conversation that they can have with their provider that is attending to them at that time to let them know that they would like to be transferred. Um, And then they'll have our numbers and be able to give us a call. Um, Everybody around the state knows knows our phone number and knows how to get a hold of us um, for a transfer in. Absolutely. Shauna Thomas, uh, head of the burn department or manager of the uh, uh, clinical manager of the Richard M. Fairbanks Burn Center here at Eskenazi Health. Thanks a lot for coming in and taking some time to, to share this with us and to talk to us about real just a a crown jewel of the entire Eskenazi Health Center. It's it's possibly fair to say that there wouldn't be Eskenazi Health without the Richard M. Fairbanks Burn Center. It's that important to our system. So thank you very much for taking the time. And uh, if you want some more information about the Richard M. Fairbanks Burn Center and all the services available through Eskenazi Health, you can visit our website, eskenazihealth.edu. You can also find us on all of the uh, social media channels. And uh, we will be back next time. Uh, Thanks a lot to Rachel and to uh, Joe for setting this all up. And we'll talk to you next time on the Eskenazi Health Here For You podcast. 